You're listening to Unlikable Female Characters, the podcast featuring feminist thriller writers and conversation about women who don't give a damn if you like them. I am Kristen LaPianca, and I'm here with Lane Fargo. Hello. And Wendy Hurd. Hello. So this is the first time we've all been together all summer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we had our Pride episode, and then we all just were really busy and kind of fell off the face of the earth. So we just, last time... We just disappeared. We all just we, yeah, we separately, did. independently disappeared. But we're back <laughs> now, bitches. That's right. <laughs> Um, so last time, Wendy and I talked a little bit about what we were up to on our summer, very much not vacations. Um, what about you, Kristen? What have you been doing? Well, I took uh, one vacation to Seattle and Vancouver, which was delightful. And this coming week, I'm taking another vacation to Hilton Head, which will be fun. Um, and then in between of those times, I've been furiously writing the fourth Roxanne Weary book. Oh, I can't wait. Yes. Ugh. Can't wait to read it. Oh, I and was also, very delighted. <laughs> go on. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say I was very delighted by the way the third one ended, and I just want to see what's what's gonna happen. Excellent. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was walking on the sidewalk after leaving a screening of the movie Pillow Talk, the 1959 Doris Day classic, which wow. is very rapey. And that's, wow. what I, that's what I was busily talking about when I tripped and fell. <gasps> and um, I messed up my hand and tore several ligaments in my <clears throat> thumb. So I have this sweet hand brace and I can only type with like eight fingers. <laughs> oh no. Which has made uh, wrapping up this draft a little problematic, but oh um, my god, so close to being done. So it's going to be okay. I'm so sorry. Oh, that sucks. It's so stupid. It was the stupidest injury. I also skinned my knee, which like is the worst when you're an adult. Like <laughs> a skinned knee is terrible. Like when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I'm going to go back and play now. But like as an adult, it's like, okay, I need to just lay on my bed for like two weeks. It was a very serious situation. Cute band-aids on it as an adult though, I feel. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, Yeah, it was a whole thing, but um I am on the mend. The knee is healed, the hand is not not, but (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) So stupid. So this episode, I think what we're gonna do is just talk about some of our favorite books, movies, whatever, of summer that featured unlikable female characters. And I think we have a lot to share. Um, Yes. Yes. So where should we start? Oh, my God. There were so many. So (laughs) many. (laughs) You guys had a couple books, right? So do you want want to toss out one of those? Go, Um, Kristen. Sure. So this summer, I read Curious Toys by Elizabeth Hand, which comes out on October 15th. And it is so good. It is a historical mystery. It is super queer. It's surrounding um, uh, like a carnival type thing in Chicago in like 1915. So it's got like carnival circus creepiness and it's just it's fantastic and i can't wait for the whole world to read this um there's a i i I think this was a real place lane since you're in chicago you might know um riverview amusement park i have no idea sound like something you've ever heard of Mm -mm. well i might be making it up um i'm pretty sure that i read somewhere that this was a real place though but it's just sort of like um like the book is so atmospheric with like, you know, carnival barkers and rickety rides and people in costumes. And it's just like full of all that good stuff. 
Uh, and the main character is a 14 year old girl named Pin. And she dresses up as a boy and runs drugs to make money for her and her mother. Awesome. Um, which is just so cool. And there is a, a, a string of serial murders that takes place surrounding the amusement park. Um, and it's just like, it's just pitch perfect. It has such a good tone. And I love that we have this young queer character in 1915. It's just, it's just awesome. Uh and it also, um, if you know the artist Henry Darger, um, who is an actual artist, uh, he's there's a sort of a sort of fictionalization of him included as well. So it just has like such a cool feel to it, uh, and it's an unforgettable story. And if you haven't seen the cover art, you really need to see it because it's amazing. Awesome. That sounds amazing. That sounds right in my alley. I feel like you have the coolest mystery recommendations. You do. Thank yeah. you. You really do. You find these books that just so freaking cool. Well, I, I that is an honor that you say so. Um, I pride myself on knowing what's what in the mystery space. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I think this is like a weird thing, but... I think because I write thriller, but really I started off loving mystery that Mm -hmm. I'd actually, if I were just reading for recreation, I think I would rather read a mystery just because then I'm not like, oh, comparing it to mine and like, oh, you know, make sure this, 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 you know, it's just kind of like, I just really enjoy the puzzle. Right. A good puzzle is like, it's such a fun escape. So this one was definitely like that. Um, so I read a few amazing books this summer. This one I was really excited to tell you all about. This is like, this book is like our brand. It's like the book that reminded me so much of you two, and I couldn't wait to talk to you about it, but it was called um, Until the Day I Die by Emily Carpenter. Mm. And Lane, we actually hung out with her at Thriller Fest. Yes, I was going to say. She's yeah, so awesome. She's really cool. But apart from that, she, this book is about a woman who's grieving the death of her husband. She's, I think, in her, like, late 40s. She has a daughter who's, like, a freshman in college. And the book the book is told from her point of view and her daughter's point of view. So it goes back, which I really like books that have that, like, two different aged narrators. I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And authors who can do that. I really, I really like that. And um, her mom isn't handling the grief very well and gets kind of shipped off to a you've been a bad woman rehab kind of situation on an island in the Caribbean, but it's like a privately owned island by this. um, It's not necessarily only a drug rehab, but it's also like a get your life together for rich people kind of situation. But it's of course much darker than that and amazing. Those both sound amazing. Um, So one of my favorite books that I read this summer, uh, came out in May, I believe, is called Disappearing Earth by Julia Phillips. (gasps) How was it? Oh, my God. It's so good. (laughs) I like... (laughs) It's it's unbelievable. It's one of those books that has these rapturous reviews and you're like, it can't possibly be that good. It's better. Like, it's (gasps) incredible. Uh, Yeah. So this book is it's literary fiction, um, which is not usually my my thing, to be honest, but like it's so well written and it has such great pacing and tension. It almost like it feels like a thriller. It kind of like puts a lot of thrillers to shame, honestly, (laughs) in those areas. Um, Nice. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I loved it. So it's a novel in stories. Uh, it's set in this community on a remote peninsula in Russia where these two young sisters are kidnapped. So the first chapter is 
uh, kind of right before they're kidnapped and there's so much tension in that first chapter. You're just like, no, don't do it because you like know what's going to happen. <laughs> but she's still like, even though, you know, like she just wrings so much tension out of that. And then the rest of the chapters are um, about different women in the community who have been touched by this crime in various ways. And um, they're all sort of interconnected in, in interesting ways. And I think... I don't know. I'm like in awe of this book. I kind of just want to study it like I'm in grad school or something <laughs> because Julia somehow like just in because you're not spending a lot of time with these characters, right? Like it's just like a short story about each of them, basically. But within a few pages, she has you caring about them like more than your own family. You're just like <laughs> you would like die for these people. I, I don't know how she does it. Uh, she's such a brilliant writer. And um, uh, on long lines of unlikable female characters, there are definitely quite a few in this book. But what's so interesting about it is there will often be like a character you meet in one chapter who seems like just this irredeemable bitch or like kind of vapid or whatever. But then you meet her again in another chapter, either like from her own perspective or someone else's. And there's just all these layers of humanity and complication and you really get to see her in, in a different light. So Ooh. yeah, I cannot recommend this book enough so i have a question about the setting because it's set in this really interesting place that i believe julia traveled to yeah she lived there for a while i believe she had a i want to say like a fulbright scholarship she's really smart (laughs) she's smarter than us sorry guys (laughs) she's also nicer than us and has way cooler hair than any of us oh no yeah now i feel super inadequate i don't even know what she looks like but i'm like jealous of her Okay, now you're now you're right where Elaine and I are, so we're all okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we met her at um, AWP. I actually did a, a reading with her and some of the other debut authors, and she's just the coolest, like super lovely person. And yeah, love this book. Everyone should read it. I've been like, I was just at a bookstore the other day, like standing around talking to some friends after an event, and it was on a table, and I like picked it up and like shoved it in their faces. I was <laughs> like, Have you read Disappearing Earth by Julia Phillips? Like, so yeah, I'm hand selling it. It's amazing. Well, that sounds incredible, and I need to get it tomorrow. So, do it. it was, yeah, Lane and I were like, she, we chatted with her for a minute at AWP, and the only thing I could think was like, one of us belongs here. Two of us <laughs> don't belong here. <laughs> I which one it is? <laughs> yeah, AWP is like not really our scene. It was like it was a great experience, but it is more for the literary, the literary folks. Yeah, that's what I have heard. Yeah. So um, another book that I read this summer and loved was Trace of Evil by Alice Blanchard. And this one comes out on December 3rd. It is the first in a police procedural mystery series featuring Detective Natalie Lockhart. And it has a really interesting setting. It's set in a, a town called Burning Lake, New York, which is sort of it's sort of like a Salem, Massachusetts type of place. It has a very like rich occult history and um natalie's sister was murdered years ago and it was unsolved uh and there's sort of like everyone in this town has dabbled in witchcraft at some point and nice okay (laughs) (laughs) and there's a like a new murder of er, a a murder of a beloved school teacher sort of opens up all of this old stuff again including Natalie's sister's murder and it's just full of like small town secrets and creepiness and creepy kids and it's it's great that sounds so good yes anything that is like small town p 
people being creepy and shady, like I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you read. The, I forgot to. You did you read Deep Poirier's book? Um, the next one is not, the Ashes. It not was, yet. Yeah. Okay, you will like that book so much. Amazing! I can't wait. I am taking. I like that's what I want to read in the fall. Is like the small Ooh. towns with the creepy kids. That's like fall. To <gasps> yeah. Me. Well, Halloween. Trace of Evil is a perfect Halloween book. Unfortunately, it does not come out until December. But maybe we could convince her to give us an arc. Ooh, maybe. I bet you could. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my next one is by Kimberly Bell, who Lane also met at Thriller Fest. Um, mm-hmm. My theme is, uh, by the way, my theme on these books I'm bringing today is Southern women. Mm. Um, And all of the books I'm wrecking today are set in the South. And Dear Wife is set in Atlanta and is her third book, fourth book. Um, And she, the thing I really appreciate about her writing style is that she is to the point. I mean, she has no extra words. Her sentences are clipped. You know, she's just like so pacey and I really appreciate that Mm. in a domestic thriller and this has a really interesting setup where it's three narrators Um, so one of them is a woman on the run from her husband one of them is the detective whose job it is to find her and one of them is the husband whose wife is missing and Mm. these three stories are not what you think it's very interesting to see this woman running this husband getting you know accused and this detective searching and the she has a hell of a plot twist in this book it is so rad so highly recommend it's one of those books i almost feel like if you say too much you're gonna give spoilers because so much of the book is twist 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 but um it does have i want to say trigger warning for domestic violence and mentions of domestic violence more than on page violence but um she does dig into a lot about like this really feeling of like desperation when this woman is on the run and like there's no one to turn to and she's clawing her way out of this old life of hers it's like a very uh gritty feeling about that story so uh so yeah Yeah, i got a copy of that at thriller fest when she was doing a signing Mm -hmm. and i'm really excited to read it my tbr runneth over as usual but um, it's it's near the top So my next thing is not a book. It is a musical that I saw this summer. Ooh. Um, Change it up a little bit. So I saw the musical Six. Have you guys heard of this? Mm-mm. No. So this is a pop musical about the wives of Henry VIII. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was um, it was at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater for most of the summer. And I have a friend who saw it like six times i think literally <laughs> um and she kept telling me i had to go see it and i was like yeah i really want to and then she's like i'm buying you a ticket we're going on this day um and i was so glad she I, like i wanted to see it i was just so busy i i don't know i'm just really glad she like put her foot down and made me go though because it was incredible it was like such a fun experience um so yeah it's basically like a pop concert where with the wives of henry the eighth and they're all like in these amazing like kind of rihanna beyonce-esque outfits and the (laughs) the music is very like you could hear all these songs on the radio like they're just really solid pop songs um and of course each of the wives is kind of a great unlikable female character in her own way um especially Anne Boleyn you know my fave <laughs> <laughs> um her song is called sorry not sorry um, oh. or actually I don't think that's the actual name of the song but that's like the, the main thing she sings in the chorus and I have had it stuck in my head since I left the theater pretty much that's awesome um, yeah 
And then, let's see, Anne of Cleves is probably, like, one of my favorite characters in the musical as well, because I don't really know as much about her as I should have. Like, she's one of the wives who survived, uh, and after Henry divorced her, he, like, set her up in this fancy house with servants and all this money and everything, so her song is basically about how her life is fabulous now. It's like this Nicki Minaj kind of like rap song. It's awesome. oh my God. unbelievable. So yeah, this, this musical is so much fun. It's transferring to Broadway next spring, I believe. And then I think it's going to go on tour. Um, I think it started out in, in London originally, but it is just like an amazing night at the theater. And um, I should also mention, I yelled at all of my friends who went to the show with me. So I'll yell at our listeners too. If this sounds like something you would enjoy, but you cannot make it to the theater, I recommend that you read the Dead Queens Club by Hannah Capen. Do you guys know? Oh, yeah. Book? Oh, I've no. read it. This is a it's YA. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. This is a YA novel, um, also based on Henry and his wives um, in high school. But it totally works. Like, you, that kind of sounds like maybe it wouldn't work, but, like, I promise it does. <laughs> <laughs> and the narrator is um, based on Anne of Cleves. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to give away too much about it, but it's a lot of fun. And I, I love Hannah. Her next book is called Foul is Fair and it's a Lady Macbeth <gasps> like in yeah. it's like a teenage oh. Lady Macbeth um just full of revenge and amazing I don't know it's one of my favorite books that I've read this past year so it I'm sure amazing. I'll be yes I'm sure I'll be talking about that a lot more as the release date approaches that one comes out next February but for now um if you want to consume some fun media about Henry VIII and his dead wives <laughs> <laughs> The Dead Queens Club, I highly recommend. And if you can go see Six once it comes to New York, I highly recommend it. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. I have read The Dead Queens Club and I have read Fallas Fair. So good. So good. They're really different. Um, Dead Queens really Club different. is like very funny. Uh, and Fallas Fair is like definitely more serious. And um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like the language in it is almost poetic and Shakespearean, but it's still totally modern and fresh. And yeah, I will be like screaming about this book a lot <laughs> in future episodes. And I would love to have her on the show too. I know she's interested. So maybe we can do an interview with her closer to the release date. She and I and a couple other friends on Twitter have an intention to create a Sweet Valley High book club. So <laughs> <laughs> That sounds amazing. <laughs> Okay, well, the last book I wanted to bring to you is called Good Girls Lie by J.T. Ellison. And I referenced it on last week's podcast when we were recording. Um, So this is about a boarding school in Virginia for the very rich. And it's an all-girls school. And it's about a young woman who makes her way there after all kinds of mysterious circumstances. And this is a book where someone's... if it were handled by someone with less expertise with plot there was just so much happening with the plot like you think it's this but it's actually that you think it's that but it's actually this you think it's her but it's this person you know like that's the sort of like sleight of hand all over the place but you don't even realize it's happening to you because it's so well handled um so i really want i really want everyone to read this it's not out until december Uh, I think a week after mine, it's like New Year's Eve or something. I think December 31st, this book comes out. And I really recommend it. It's it's awesome. 
I feel like we're doing that that author thing where we're like, here are all the great things you can read right now. Just kidding. Right. <laughs> you have, to, know. Wait. You have <laughs> to wait several months to read every single one of them. I know. <laughs> if we're doing that, though, I'll call out one more, um, which is Little Voices by Vanessa Lilly. <gasps> yes. Ooh. Okay. So have you guys read it yet? Or? Yes. Yes. It's so fucking good, right? It's so good. <laughs> that first chapter just like knocked me on my ass, man. I don't know. It's so intense. <laughs> <laughs> it's got yeah just really incredible um i didn't know anyone can make like the fishing industry so compelling right. but vanessa does it <laughs> here's a question would you say thriller or psychological horror huh um, i guess I don't, I don't really know what specifically makes a horror novel like i don't yeah. like what is exactly the definition of that I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I'm wondering because I heard I heard someone at Thriller Fest talking to her about about women in horror, and I was like, interesting. Like, I do feel like there's sort of a resurgence of like this psychological female-driven horror that's really interesting. Like Baby Teeth, for example, being like yeah, right. a great example. That's that's horror. I feel like it could kind of cross over into that and um, Little Darlings by Melanie Golding as well is kind of similar. And that one, as well as Little Voices, and they have similar titles also. Um, But they're both about like uh, women immediately postpartum having um, something that might be postpartum psychosis, might be like we don't know. It's Mm -hmm. it's part of the mystery. And um, in Little Voices specifically, the main character hears this really awful like inner monologue all the time basically just like telling her she's a terrible yeah. mother and all this stuff and it's um like even as someone who's like obviously I'm not a mother but I have a lot of anxiety and it was like hard to read at times because I was just like oh yeah that's <laughs> yeah. what my brain sounds like right. when I'm having a bad day like it's just <laughs> berating you over and over right um so yeah she captured that really well and it's got like a very twisty mystery that kept me guessing and the main character is fascinating she's um very like morally ambiguous and driven and I absolutely loved her. So yeah, that one comes out October 15th, I want to say. So another Halloween time book. Um, but yeah. That's when Curious Toys recommend. comes out. That's going to be a hot day for books. Mm. Mm. So you know how we said you guys have to stay inside and read for the whole summer? Like it doesn't <laughs> stop at the summer. It's just, it's just <laughs> always, always stay inside always. and read. Never go outside, never talk to anyone, just read. That's our <laughs> I mean, advice. obviously, obviously. Obviously, right. Yeah. Obviously. Um, let's see. Oh, well, we did have one thing we want to re- recommend that people can actually, like, see now or or, or soon, because it'll be out on DVD in a few weeks or, or next week, actually, I think. Ooh. So that is the movie Booksmart, which I know you love, too, Kristen. Yes. So funny. Uh, Joanna and I actually saw it. I think we saw it three times in the theater. Like three we were times. Like, oh my God. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we loved it. It's just so funny and cool. Um, the character of Molly is just, she's like such a perfect, unlikable female character. And like that, the classic like overachiever, but it's, Oh my God. It's like actually hard to describe how funny that movie is. Um, <laughs> because I feel like, like it the previews obviously looked funny and then we saw it and we were like we were dying um so molly is yeah like, deeply relatable to me like i just yes. i was like i feel you <laughs> this is <laughs> i related to her so strongly especially um that line where she's she's like talking about the boy she has a crush on and she's like it's okay he knows i'm a slytherin yeah <laughs> <laughs> i felt that 
so much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's really it's really great. Um, it's directed by yeah Olivia Wilde, and I didn't realize until I saw this movie like how much my soul needed a, a raunchy comedy that doesn't hate women. Right. That's, like, it's such a it's, it's like that never happens. I didn't even know that I needed that either. Right. Um, but it's like a very like pro women raunchy comedy <laughs> like mm-hmm. the classic like high school comedy except it's not full of semen jokes yeah and, and hating on women <laughs> and hating on women yeah and just like the way the um kind of romantic scenes are shot especially with um what's the other girl's name sorry i'm forgetting uh, amy is the other girl yeah so the yeah the plot line with amy who's a lesbian and is like having uh she's like a couple different kind of love interests in this but the way that the scenes with her were shot were just like not lecherous at all like no male gaze in there like it was just it was amazing to see it's like you don't realize how bad the things you're usually watching are until you see something like that that doesn't they didn't just jiggle each other's boobs for a while (laughs) no no (laughs) The, the scene, the scene where uh, Amy has followed her, her the tattooed crush, where she's like followed her into the pool and is sort of like swimming and oh. looking. It's just such a heartbreaking and perfect scene. It's, it's so, so beautiful. Go- it's so good. It's just so gorgeously done. Um, and yes, the scene where she's in the bathroom with her other sort of crush is just so like it's so painful and awkward and amazing it's yeah it's fantastic mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to seeing it again because i just saw it one time in the cinema oh, well um, but i'm totally gonna buy the dvd and just like watch it all the time because it's you're gonna buy the dvd like in in physical like a, yeah. like a you, one that you hold in your hand i i yeah. didn't know that people did that i do that i mean that's so cute i don't have a dvd player <laughs> really yeah Everything that I, if I watch something, I like am streaming or bought it on iTunes or something like. I do that for TV, but I like to buy DVDs of movies. We have like hundreds of them. I just. Yeah. I That's amazing. <laughs> now, are they DVDs or do you do blue, Blu-ray? I don't, we do I don't, some of each. Like we have some of each. Oh, so you have both really? a DVD player and a Blu-ray player. We have a Blu-ray player that also plays DVDs. You're blowing my You're mind right now. Me feel me like too. I'm some sort of like fucking <laughs> hipster with like a record player or some shit. <laughs> I didn't know this was like a fringe thing. Most of my friends have lots of DVDs. Oh. What? No. What? That's crazy. <laughs> like. Okay. <laughs> well, it's just like, it's like, do you have CDs? No. So to me, that's kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, DVDs and CDs have gone away, and now mm-hmm. we just have digital format. But DVDs have all the bonus features and stuff. Like, we have all the like special editions of like Star Wars and oh. Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. You can't get all those special features on streaming. Are you sure? You have to pay extra for them usually. Oh, I see. I didn't yeah, even like, remember that there were special features. What kind of things are in there? Well, you bitches are missing out. <laughs> well, see, listen, here's what happened. At one point, I had a DVD player, and I lost the remote, and I had to get a new remote. And so I got, like, this universal remote that didn't work, and you it, like, wouldn't let you select certain things. And it got very complicated. And I, at one point, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not a person who has okay. DVDs anymore. And that was the end of it. I think we just have so many. It would Like, to get them all in, like, streaming format would be... A lot of money and mm. so we just keep i don't buy as many as i used to and i mean we watch like, a lot of netflix and stuff but yeah i love to just like curl up on the couch and watch star wars featurettes all night like that's my life 
It's romantic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, however you prefer to watch Booksmart, I'm sure. In if fact, you want to watch you know it on VHS, do it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the DVD and Blu-ray come out next week, but that you can already buy it to stream. So if you are with the modern age, you there can go you get go. it right now. Have you considered going to a drive-in movie and getting pregnant while you watched it? Because that sounds like something you'd be interested in. I do love drive-in movies, actually. Thank you, Wendy. <laughs> oh, I know what else I wanted to mention in connection to Booksmart. Have you guys all heard about um, Beanie Feldstein, who played Molly in Booksmart, that she's going to be in American Crime Story, the next edition of that, playing Ooh. Monica Lewinsky? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Produced by Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it. I can't wait for this. I think this. we already need to like plan a special, a very special episode yes. about this because I'm hyped. I've never seen American Crime Story, but Monica Lewinsky is like a badass bitch. I think we can all agree. Yes, she is like one of the most iconic, unlikable female characters in real yes. life. And it's just incredible. So the real, the the real question she... is, how do we get her on this podcast? Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but the way she, like, jokes about herself on Twitter now yes. is, like, next level amazing. It's so she's good. Yeah, she's amazing. Like, just wow. Yeah. That is awesome. I'm very excited for that. And I, I can, it's great casting as Yes, well. I can totally see it. That is, mm-hmm. that's really exciting. Yes. I don't know when that comes out, but I am hyped. <laughs> All right, that is it for this episode. Um, I wanted to mention again for any of our listeners who are in the Columbus, Ohio area or within easy driving distance of it, Kristen and I will be at the Bookloft in German Village on Sunday, September 29th at 2 p.m. Um, talking about books and bitches, I assume. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited for that. So yes. yeah, if you're in the area, come hang out with us on the 29th of September. Yes, it's going to be fun to, to do a little unlikable female sunday event so and our moms will be there yes <laughs> <laughs> and our moms can i mean my mom is listening right now so hi mom uh but um it'll be nice to see you at the event and we can talk books and the book loft is a great place to like spend all the money in your bank account so just yes be prepared for that and yeah it'll be awesome yeah, anyone who has not been to the book loft, like, I'm sorry for you, first of all. <laughs> it's, what is it, 32 rooms? 32 rooms, yes. What? It's incredible. And it's, it's like, it's like twisty and windy, and some yeah. of the rooms are like these little cubbies, and it's so easy to just like wander and get lost, and it's just like the best bookstore ever. It really is. It is one of the best bookstores in the world, for sure, and it's in Columbus, Ohio, of yes. all places. So, yes. Awesome. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Unlikable Female Characters. Don't forget to subscribe, and you can also follow us on Twitter at UnlikableFCPod for updates, book recommendations, and angry feminist rants. Our website is unlikablefemalecharacters.com, and we're also on Instagram at unlikablefemalecharacters. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.